Hey guys, welcome back to the Crossing the Road podcast with yours truly, Kendra D. Carroll. I am on to talk about how that retreat that turned into a conference and a leadership workshop actually turned out with beauty and confidence and leadership with feedback from the girls. It's an extra long one, but please hang tight because there was so much good that happened. To listen to it in several different times, I totally understand life's busy. You'll actually hear me painting in the background. I didn't think a paintbrush would be that loud, but in case you're wondering what that noise is, that is what I am doing because I'm being a busy, busy mom like most of the rest of you who listen to this, driving, doing the things, and it even took me so many weeks to edit this that I think there might be some mistakes. So I hope that you guys enjoy it. I hope it blesses you. I hope that if you can come to a leadership workshop in the future, uh, some just you guys will hear amazing, amazing takeaways, amazing breakthroughs, great things happened, and it is now in full force. Other companies are asking for leadership workshops from me with the horse, and God has just revealed so so much. It is like 10 times stronger than working with kids and then getting to incorporate God at an even deeper level because it's adults. It was so cool, guys. So cool. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, we just finished our first retreat, and you know how I've been calling it God's surprise? Well, it was definitely God's surprise on my side, because he just kept rewriting the way that things were going to be going, which obviously ended up turning out perfectly, because when we do things God's way, you know, we even sing about it. God's way is always better than our way, and uh, so the, the retreat took place at my house, and it still had what I wanted of creating a space for everybody to go out in nature and the people who came, they, they just absorbed that. They really, they really felt like I could see God in the sky. I could see God in the trees. I could see God in the horses. I could see God just in the nature that he intended us to see it in. And that was what I ultimately wanted to create. Of course, I had hoped to do it on even more grounds as like the campground thing would have been even more open but God made this perfect for the people who came and the beauty that was needed and I think there was what I, what I gathered from the group that came I think that there was a level of um because it was my home and the way that I opened it up to be as inviting as God says there's room in my house for you I think that that feel was created and that was something that they were trying to say was significant and really did make this warm open feeling to experience God in a very free way to have freedom to worship any way that they felt called to let their emotions down to let there be space to go to go deep with God and my whole idea of having tons and tons and tons of fun within it uh God just (laughs) I thought I'd have to work at bringing the Holy Spirit in but here's what I've learned 
a lot of people have Christ in them. A lot of people are listening to God. They just need space to voice that they do hear what God is saying. And so we created that space. And with that, things just went on and people talked and people blessed each other. And I have a little tiny segment of the girls sharing what that part sounded like. And I'll put that right here for you. God gave us all the ability to to share our hearts and to share our parts of our lives already. And it's just, I want to, I want contact information from I know, everybody, everybody so I can find out how, how things are going with the different things that people have going on. It's just beyond amazing. It's so nice when so nice when a group of women who all I mean our common thing is we're all women okay but then the other common thing is that we are all children of God and we all believe we all have the same you know we all believe that Jesus died and he's our savior and and so to have that as the center of it and when you put God first then everything else kind of goes around so having this day where we get to be centered on God and our healing and and then being able to share all of our experiences and our strength and our hope with each other um and just seeing i just see so much of how each one of us can utilize each other's talents and skills and what we're all trying to do and like and the puzzle yeah the puzzle the big puzzle and how we all can communicate and connect and either grow ourselves or grow our relationship or grow our ministry or grow our businesses whatever it is like each one of us has something completely unique and special that if we share it with each other we can make each other grow and the property you know the property is so anointed we could be in a rented room right now and have you know god would still be there obviously he'd show up but the but this to have it here it's like what what they used to call what people call a retreat only i call it an advance Instead of a retreat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead of retreating it's back into our holes, we're getting filled up, nourished, so we can advance. Oh, I love that. Can you repeat, like, maybe the first three lines of, like, how you'd explain that you can't? It's just God, you said. I can't. I, I'll have to start something totally different. I don't know. <laughs> um, it, it is. It's a, it's a time where God has showed up in unexpected ways, in ways that brought us out of ourselves and made us ready to step out into whatever he's called us to. And that wasn't my expectation. I don't know what my expectation was. I guess I was going to learn about beauty and confidence, but it's just so beyond that. It's beyond words almost, but it's it's God leading. We can see it and hear it in each person that has shared what God has. The ministry of seven children, the ministry of writing, just every ministry God has, I think, is preparing us to grow up in that.
I came. I wasn't originally supposed to be here. I was just supposed to figure out how to drop my sister off and come back and get her. Um, I was gonna then I was gonna be like, okay, well I'll sit there and I'll do some schoolwork. <laughs> and then finally I was like, okay, well I'm gonna pay and I'm gonna go ahead and see what this crazy Kendra is about, um, who got this fire lit up underneath my sister. Um, but in if I was to ex in one word to say what this has done for me to encourage anybody to take advantage of this it would be breakthrough yeah that was already hit me too it would be breakthrough promise breakthroughs it, it whatever you're going through have been through going to go through when you come here to this event it's unjudgmental it's unwavering if your faith is weak the sisters have enough faith for you if you don't understand something God will give somebody a word to explain mm -hmm. to you if you doubt yourself by the time you leave here and it ain't even over yet yeah. he will speak life speak Amen. truth speak growth into you and you speak God Well, I'll be able to speak it all. I, I can, can only, only imagine. You can only imagine. Do it again. I can only imagine. <laughs> And that was a recap from the girls on the day of the event after a very special blessing moment. I hope you enjoy as we continue to tell you all the things that happen at this retreat. So right before the moment of them all sharing, we had done this thing where we exchanged cards of what we thought was beautiful. And it was so amazing how God paired it up. I mean, people who had same experiences, God, God ordained what switched, what happened, and the words he wanted spoken over everyone's heart. There was one girl there that she had said she came uh, just the day before, having said, maybe I'm supposed to make my dreams smaller, God. Maybe I'm just supposed to lessen my dreams. <laughs> and in her present bag, the I... I had like five different types of journals that I dropped in random present bags and her journal actually said dream big and then one of the cards she received said dream big and that God knew the dreams he gave you um, and she just said it, it popped up like five different times like to an annoying amount of you can't not hear it you know what I'm saying to you and just this guys I can't tell you just this space of what God, just leaving room for God, leaving room, trusting that God will show up, God will use everybody there, really no matter what faith level they were at. I mean, they all had an understanding of God, but personally, I don't know where each of them were of seeking God in their everyday life or feeling very obedient. Some of them were obvious that they... That they weren't at the moment. And they had been Christians for a long time. But 
they were missing that new richness of faith. And so to come that their souls felt watered and they felt rest and they felt rejuvenated, ready to serve others and be disciples the way that God had called them from the beginning. To remember what stepping out of church structure and culture to just embrace God in whatever form he comes in. I just don't think there's enough places that allow something like that. And that was what was on my heart to see what God does in that space. And if you want to believe that tears were shed there, you can believe how much the tears were shed there. Even those who say, I don't want to cry in front of people or see crying as weak, but know that God has that emotion too. I mean, if we're trying to embrace our beauty and it was a, a retreat for beauty and confidence. And if we're trying to embrace our beauty and our confidence, then we have to understand that even our tears and our emotions are something beautiful. And so there was space for even that. From there, we went and worked on the horses. And looking back, I, I wish that I didn't feel a time crunch by that time. I definitely know why I wanted to have three days or an unending time. Like, I wanted to look up, and maybe I'll come back and tag the end of this, what it really looked like in Acts. And where they just like went up and sat in the room together to experience the Holy Spirit coming and how long, how many days they stayed there. Because when the Holy Spirit shows up and everyone's just talking and gabbing and sharing and letting God move, like you can't put a time limit on that. There's no time limit on that. And um, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing to have the space to do that, to do what I believe free worship looks like and letting everybody experience that so they could carry it with them as the world goes to beat it down or try to make God smaller and and limit a God who is limitless how do we re-establish everything that he is and everything that he can do when we give him the space to do it so up with the horses it is my leadership role part and so um I tried to tap it back to one, I explained it the way that God, when he's asking us to go do something, that we can be very willing to just come along. So the horses, of course, they all have their own behaviors. And one of them was being very, very sleepy. So he needed a lot of extra encouragement to do what he was supposed to do, which was just walk, being led on the ground. It wasn't even to be ridden or anything. He just was being sleepy that day <laughs> he was just taking a day off and if a leader allowed him to be quiet and restful then he was gonna do it and it was just supposed to be um you know for god that he can allow that space but also now we're humans trying to lead these people and when we want to lead people to god and they want to get restful and lazy about the things God called them to do of keep walking, keep going, keep growing. That's the part that uh, I was having to really be like, you can't sweet baby them. You can't kiss their faces and be like, oh, you're so cute. You have to be like, no, no, now it's time to go. And especially because some of the horses would like get behind them, which can be dangerous. And so I'm like, no, no, you don't want, you don't want that to happen. Um, you, you need to think of it as like, that's the cliff and this person's going to die if they don't keep doing this. Cause in the end, 
That's what it is. Discipleship is you need to come and know Christ and stay on this walk. And yeah, they have to choose it because we did a whole lot of boundary setting too and what it looks like when a horse doesn't have boundaries and pushes on you and what it is for you to have those boundaries. So, I mean, guys, it was just all the way around um, tying it back into how does God want us to be disciples and leaders and friends to others and people who were rigid and controlling. You could see it. You could see it in the horse. People who, again, baby people too much and not leave room to be like, I am a leader and I know where I'm going and I'm going after God and doing it with with authority. Um, you could see it. And it was, we have a baby Mustang. She's not baby anymore. She's three, but she's still not full mentality there. She could still do something dumb. And so she, there was something distracted her up on the hill. And really that was part of her fear. Like, I need to turn and face it. But she lost contact with the person who was leading her. And so we had to explain, like, distractions throw you off and can even make you feel a little afraid because you're not really sure what it is about. And the, the way that that busts your confidence and how you need to refocus and why it's important. And if you direct too harshly from those moments, then you could, um, sorry, somebody text me about the thing. If you direct it too harshly and the person doesn't deal with harsh, you'll lose them completely. So this particular horse, if you correct her too hard, she, it takes a long time to rebuild trust. And it has to do with her past. It has to do with something bred in past. You know, and that's something that God says we carry. A bred in past of what is in our, in our lives, in our relationships, in the way that we see something. And so she is a wild Mustang. So guess what? Her trust level and her I'm going to make decisions on my own is very high. So trying to lead somebody who has a past, yes, you have to be assertive, but you can do that kindly. And it was so interesting to witness how to calm and assertive display what God's voice would look like to a horse and see these adults. Because, you know, this was my first time working with adults and not kids. And um, with the kids, it is more about just keeping them safe. And I, I do bring up leadership things about it and what staying focused to what's in front of you looks like. But this was like really, really correlating it to God and their personality and other people's personalities. And it was a hundred times more obvious how, how they lead and I think even how they needed to fix what they're doing in their ministries and working with other people or what was to come and where their downfalls were going to be and how they were going to remember the horse and the way they spoke and reapply it. I'm hoping to interview one of the girls from that experience so she can share hands-on exactly what that looked like as a first-time experience for her. Okay, so the, yeah. the personalities like jumped off like immediately as soon as they touched the horse. Could you see it? 
that was the thing. I mean, the whole day was incredible, but that was like the visual for me. When I told people about it, my horse buddies, that's the part that I tell them. Because the fact that you were saying how you operate in leadership, you know, do you walk ahead? Do you walk beside? Do you, that whole thing to me was gigantic. It was like really showed how you roll. Yeah. Nancy, you had like the biggest aha while you were up there and not everybody got to hear it because some of them were either standing with a horse or they'd gone back down because they were hurting. Do you want to share your takeaway of aha that you've been sharing? Um, I thought it was, it was, it was kind of neat, maybe a God thing that, um, that I was to go last because I really was able to watch the personalities really of the women change as they got more confident and were able to let the horses really know what they wanted and the horses responded because some of the connections weren't there at first. The horses were just like, uh-uh, I'm not going anywhere. I don't understand what you want. But once the, you know, we were all we stepped into really leadership and understanding, you know, the side-by-side versus the pulling and the going in front and all of that. And even for me, I thought it was really neat because I kept, um, I'd say, whoa, and I'd stop. And then the horse would take two more steps. And so you told me to put my hand back there and feel when the horse stopped so that we would still be side by side. And that was that was amazing. And it just felt like it was really in tune with the horse, which when you're leading someone, you need to be in tune with them. You need to be sensitive and know who they are. Yeah. And, and your whole thing about, I said that that horse had lost some of his boundaries and you had to reset them. You want to share about that part? Yeah. And that was, um, that was just, that was, that was kind of neat that, um, I was able to just really, um, get the horse to respond, but, but I had been really paying attention to everybody and, and the horses' personalities and the women's personalities and really seeing really what it takes to be an effective leader, you know? And you can't be kind of wishy-washy. You got to let the horse or the person know what the boundaries are, what is expected, you know? And so that communication is really important. Yeah. Now, Susie and I were talking a lot about what it looked like from moving the horse from her friend to that horse just didn't work out for her over to you and it actually being successful to the point that you were the only one who got to trot the horse even. And that whole like, if you're the leader, who goes first? Like what analogies have you been thinking about as you're going to be a workout instructor for people who maybe are going to feel like they can't do it and you had to do that with the horse what's what's been going on in your mind when you picture back to that moment 
Exactly. I I thought that was so neat that you were in tune to what God has for me in the future and had me um, trot the horse. And I really had to talk to the horse, you know, and just say, "Come on, let's we're, we can do this. Let's 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 get going." And and um, you know, just um, be a little bit stronger, you know, to get him to kind of go to the next level which would be trotting. Yeah, I am um, I I don't think that Susie got to tell her friend um because Elena. So Elena had said that she at first she didn't know what to do and then she's like I just felt lost or confused and the horse wasn't going and then she was able to go with a different horse with you, Kendra. I right. was I was watching Heather's baby at that time, so. Yeah, no. Um but what she she was like, I don't want to be mean because you were saying being a stronger leader. And I really want to make sure that we understand it's a little more encouragement. It was encouragement. She felt me pushing the horse to get it to go because I was like, you just shift it so it takes a step over here. And she was like, that's mean. You pushed the horse. And I'm like, no, that's not mean. It's encouragement because that way you die. And this way is to success. And when we think about that, whether that's discipleship or that's encouragement into your calling, Carlene, or if it's <laughs> this is the way to life, this is the way to go, this is where I want you to go because I'm excited for you because this is what God has for you. And for Elena, it was like, I need you to go, whether or not the person that you're leading is going to make the right choice or not, you as the leader are going to make that choice. You're yeah. headed that direction no matter what. So now it's either they stay with you and come or you're going to have to leave them and somebody else is going to have to come. Okay, so go ahead, Susie. Now you can share the story. So this is after I had Kendra or after we did the thing, I think it was Sunday um, when I went called her. She didn't answer and then I called her and she's like, I'm just going to take a nap. I'm laying in bed. I feel really depressed. So I got to her house. I said, I had the keys, went in, she's laying in bed. I said, get up time to go for a walk. We're going for a walk. And she's like, oh, don't really. I'm like, come on, let's go for a walk. Go make you feel better. We got to get out of the house and get some fresh air. You know, like that's important. While I was walking with her, I noticed that I was walking ahead of her and I realized that I needed to stand back next to her, just like we were doing with the horses and to be shoulder to shoulder with her. So I could have that communication, that conversation, because if I'm all speedy walking all angry how am I even going to have a good conversation with her so this is a couple days prior to everything but um so I remembered that it clicked in and I slowly stepped back another thing that I realized also with Gwen my five-year-old is um that a lot of times I will start walking and I'm like oh, come on Gwen, Gwen get in the car get in the car and it's like I can't leave any faster if I'm not walking next to Gwen, so why am I hurrying so much, you know? And so I'm like, I'm trying to practice that more of um, staying side by side with my daughter, even when I'm in a hurry. So I love it. So many takeaways. Okay, Denise and Charlene, it's your turn to share how, how has it been impacting you? How have, how have you been processing what happened with the horses? Um, with the horses, um, actually, I, after the day after, I guess, I really looked at the horses in two different aspects. Um, 
One is in leadership, um, and as I should, uh, the way I talk to my teachers that I have, instead of um, saying, whoa, like you said, oh, is that how you talk to your teachers? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So I talk more in a calmer and see that um, in the calmer voice, it may it works and if i work with them try to work with them as a team and lead them and, and give them direction instead of just saying they're not going to do this i'm just going to do it um when i give them direction on what to do it won't frustrate me so much and plus it will um also show that i have more confidence in and what they can do yeah and, and then in the other aspect, I looked at it as God leading us um, and how um, God wants us to walk alongside him mm-hmm. and follow his direction and um, not try to rear to the side or pull back or go ahead of him and do it our way, but to um, God wants to walk with us and and. We need to go to his speed. Just like when um, Nancy was running and the horse got up to her speed. You know, at first, they're like, okay, hold on. I got to find your speed. But then the horse, the second time, got up to the speed once she stopped and then redid it again. Then the horse got up to um, her speed. And that's how God wants us to do is to go along with him as he tries to lead us into this newness, this one, this something that we, um, where he wants us to be, um, that our minds can't even fathom whatever, whatever it is to just trust him. Just like we want the horse to trust us. Yeah. I really love that explanation because, you know, like you were saying the first time he was asked, he was like, Whoa, we're, we're doing something different now. We're not just walking. And I think that that is so applicable to the way that God's leading us in a new thing. And when we're first starting, we're like, uh, is this what you want? Am I doing this right? Could I, you know, like what, like this feels a little fast, God. And then the next time he was like, okay, here you go. And then she's, he, he, he responded faster. And that is kind of how we are. Like, oh, okay, I've done that once. Now I know how to respond to that faster. And then the next time they respond on together. And that, I love that you correlated that to our walk. Because I was hoping you guys would, would see something like that. But even to see like your new assignment. God's asking you to do something a little bit different. You're still together. You're still moving forward. You're still probably even moving in the same direction you're already going. Now it's just a new speed and done in a different way. And and that's amazing. I love that you shared that. Okay, Carleen, it's time to pick on you. <laughs> well, I learned that I'm not as strong of a leader as I thought I was. You're you're more of a stubborn leader. Denise and I got to see you face off the Mustang and that was hilarious. Well, yeah. <laughs> I see Levine over there losing it. <laughs> this horse. Wait, wait, wait. Roxy was very interesting because Roxy really didn't want to do anything. Roxy kept backing up. So I kept backing up. Or Dixie, I'm sorry. Dixie kept back backing up. And so I would 
I would back up with Dixie. And I would tell, I would say, whoa, Dixie, whoa. <clears throat> and then I'll do the whoa when, it, when she wouldn't stop. So she, not, she, she, you know, snorted and, you know, tried nudging and then she backed up and, you know, tried to snatch the rain from her hand, from my hand, I guess. I don't know that's what she was doing. But <laughs> so I get, so, so I can be eye to eye with her. I stood in front of her. Oh yeah, it was hilarious. So you you did. You got in front of her like, excuse me, you ain't gonna boss me, girl. You gonna come this way and you gonna come my way now. And you were like yelling at her. And I look at Denise. You you said you said you said you you come back with kindness. So I stood in front, I stood in front so I can, you know, reach out and calm. Well and calm. She ended up giving in to you, and I heard you still snap at her. And I said, wait, wait, wait. She took a step towards you. She finally respected you as a leader. Now you come and you meet love, mercy, grace, and kindness. And, and then you guys were fine the rest of the time, right? right? So, so how quickly have your stubbornness turned into love, grace, mercy, and kindness with people to see that change? I don't trust people. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Horses are different. No, they're Animals not. Are different. No, they're not. <laughs> I ate it all. <laughs> okay, since we no, brought, um, I, I, um, I, I my sister has told me, and I, 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 I have realized that you know I hold on to things. You know, right, right. Hold on to it real tight. <laughs> this is the way she I, led the horse I, to Levine. Right. I, I seen that with the horse, holding on to the horse, just standing there, you know. Um, and eventually I did relax, but as soon as she started moving and she started pulling, I tightened up again. You know. Um, and I, I know I tend to do that with people, not, not because I don't forgive them or I don't want to move forward. It's because it just reminds me of what has happened, you know, previously. So when it happens again, I just um, come back up. You know, I, I tighten up again, you know, because I don't forget. Right. Well, and, and Hold on, I have to come back. I'm sorry, that's my honesty. Okay. Um, but what I wanted to say when I made that comment about... Um, the different personalities, because when I was looking at it, you know, when you had me to switch horses, I was like, no, I wanted to stay with Dixie. You know, you know, I bonded with Dixie. I had that connection. And then it was hard for me to get the connection with the other two okay, horses. So, so I'm like, okay, just with people that I find myself easy to work with, I can't okay. just be just nice to them or, um, um, okay. spend all my energy on them, I have to spend just as much energy or even more energy on the ones that our personalities do not match or do not click with so that we can work better as a team. So that's also what I had took away from that. Then I seen that um, God was showing me that. And when I went to work and I said, and I saw the horses and I dealt with some of the people because I had to train 
two ladies. I had a trainer lady, and there's one, um, you know, lady that she works really good. She does really good, and I find myself talking to her all the time and get bit, say, hey, I need you to do this. Can you do this and that instead of, um, I'll, instead of talk to the other ones that I find difficult that has challenged my leadership. I don't say too much of or give, you know, a direction. And so I need to spend just as much or maybe look more talking with them as I do with the easier ones to um, work with. So that's, that's awesome. what I'll say. Yeah. That's awesome. Is Charlene back? Yeah. So, I'm back. so okay. often, often we think a strong leader means to be in control. It means I have control and nobody else does, and that makes me feel like I'm the leader. But often in all the horse stuff, sometimes the softer one, because like Denise was like, how come the how come this wild Mustang came and chose me and didn't even really like me? I said, because I come with authority that says you're going to work today and you might not like it. <laughs> and so she likes that it gets to be her option and Denise's leadership is very grace-filled. It's quiet, it's observing, and it's how do I meet that person. Each person's a leader. Every person, every personality has leadership quality because as a leader, it just means that we're trying to give good advice to the right direction, even as Christ followers of discipleship. And so coming off, you know, my husband pointed out because he said... Fruits of the spirit, assertive and bossy, not there. <laughs> you know? And yes, yes, we, we have authority and we can come in calm peace with authority. But it's not the same as assertive and bossy that the world has made leaders look. And we can achieve things by meeting people in the balance of leading that side by side that you guys accomplished with the horse when we when we drop that guard when we learn to be human and and love grace and forgiveness about direction as god would do and and help lead a leading i don't know can you guys give new terms to the word lead when you see it with the horse what what words do you think you need in that unit you know the word unison is something that's mis misunderstood even in church terms. That when they talk about unity, it means to use all people's gifts. And so each of those horses are different too in the way that they do what they do. So to find unity, to walk side by side, like um, Nancy was talking about, it was learning to feel that horse, to bond to him. And so whoever God has you next to right now that you're doing life with, matters in how you feel all of them like you were saying Denise every single one of the people in your workplace needs to feel like they're on the same team does anybody want to try to share a new definition of leadership when you see it from the eyes of working together with the horse I think um leadership would be that um uh to to be in constant communication with others. Yeah. One. Feel like one? Is that what you said, Denise? Yeah. Yeah. Like one. yeah. 
And then we came back to the lawn in the front yard that's really almost an acre big, just to give you guys a perspective of when I said spread out, it's time to experience real free worship. And we sang songs. Um, I probably did them out of order, but, you know, this is where God <laughs> showed up also. Because in the background, Alexa had still been on, and I was going to go in and turn her off. But then I realized it was a good, good father. And it was something that we had touched on earlier in the day of talking about our good father that lets us choose our path of what we're going to take and what he wants for us. And even if we don't follow the big and crazy dreams, that we can still have faithfulness and obedience in our life. And that he lets us choose that. He lets us choose the experience that we have here. And, um, anyways, that song was on. So I sang that song and then I went up to, uh, the song, The Caught Up in Your Presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. I never want to leave. We had just left the horses, and I had so much work of them not looking at the horse. Just focus on where you're going. But I said, in that, you guys could feel the presence of the horse with you. That's the way it's supposed to feel of God being with you. You can feel the presence of something on you. Bring in the presence of the last time that you really felt God with you, knowing that it feels almost as tangible as something as the horse. And so keeping that feeling and then bringing God in and... Then we just continued the song and brought us to our knees and placed us at Jesus' feet. And then when that song was done, we got up and claimed, I am who you say I am. And you can just belt it to the mountaintops because the sky stretches forever. It's not the same as the sky stretches forever in flatlands because I'm up on a hill. So there is this, like, reach the next mountain, reach the next hill, feel God's glorious face shine down upon you that happens. And this is the worship I get to do because it's my house. So I just said, guys, I don't, I don't have anything restraining me. I don't worry about who's hearing or listening or watching me. If I need to just come out and shout to God of what he's doing or where he's calling me or what's going on, I do it. But this one moment, I would have done a little bit differently. I think I would have started by actually leading them to how free I feel on my ranch. And then I would have had them go away and find their own private spots again like they did when they had to write letters. And let them have that intimate moment with God where they really didn't have anybody around. And let them pick the songs that do move them and place them at Jesus' feet. It's an exercise that can be done anywhere you go or... You know, if you don't live in the country, maybe it's a little bit harder, but there is some sort of space of wilderness always kept. Even the government saw it as important to make sure that it was spaces kept of just plain nature. And luckily for us, that's God. That's God's spot. That's where just God exists. The animals don't come and cast any judgment, and neither do the trees. And you know the song, with all creation I sing, praise to the king of kings. You are my everything, and I will adore you. I think of that. Even if I'm in the middle of church, I'll still belt it. If you've ever gone to church with me, I am belting it out when it says that. Maybe sometimes I moved in the moment and I can hardly speak, but... 
it goes back to how will we act in front of God. That I can only imagine what I will do. I forever, forever worship you. I can only imagine. And it says, caught up in your presence. What will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus? Or know if you be still? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine. I know I forgot some of the words. I know I sang that wrong. But it says, will I do Which thing will I do? And the thing is, we will do everything. And the thing is, we already can be in the same presence. Yeah, maybe it's not going to be as ultimate as it is in heaven, but at the same time, maybe it is. Maybe the way that we can actually feel God for just a minute, that heaven reaches down to earth. I was just listening to, uh, my husband likes to listen to, Duck Dynasties. And on Duck Dynasties, they were talking about how God was like, uh... How Jesus was saying, basically, I'm the ladder. I'm bringing heaven down to you, you know? And and that's it. Heaven is attainable in moments here on earth when we tap into the Holy Spirit and we feel the presence. And there are ways to make us feel the presence. And worship isn't just in song. It is in the quiet. It is tapping in with what God's speaking in your heart and making times that you are completely undistracted and this was just a beautiful moment of being undistracted. Being just here for God. And then just seeing what God can do. My friend had called and said, I need an agenda because I have to leave for my, my son to go to the prom. And I laughed at her and I said, agenda? <laughs> Don't you know me better than that? <laughs> there will be no agenda. She said, Kendra, when people sign up for stuff like this, they expect some sort of an agenda. And I was like, well... I don't really know the agenda. And um, it turned out beautifully. It turned out beautifully. To, and everybody was ready and wanting something like that. They, You know, I don't think just, you know, ready and willing, ready and wanting. They needed to want to feel God that way. And that's why it went so beautiful. It was nothing I really did. It was hosting a place for God to show up. And then trusting and encouraging others that God is in them, speaking through them. And we all want to hear it because we all need the blessing. And when they did that, like they said in their, in their feedback, they all were encouraged. They were all lifted up. And I hope that they each take that and spread that into the world over and over and over again. That a little more boldly and a little bit more confidently They'll encourage somebody else, reminding them of their beauty and reminding them of the way that God sees them because they were reminded who God sees them as. Just beautiful and whole and loved. And I forgot a part where they were supposed to straighten their crown, but so many other things had happened and so many other things could happen and it'll never ever be the same. It'll always be different, but it'll always allow God to move And the people that he had there will interact in the way that he wants them to. And I know it will look different every time, but it will still be amazing every time. Because it will have been that God did it. If you guys want to come to one of these, you better pay attention. Um, We're looking like August to September. But we don't have a date picked yet. When we do, I'll fix this episode in case uh, you missed it. But 
just keep checking back to the website and see when the next time is you could be blessed and be a part of some good sisterly love pass around, some undivided God attention, some refill your cup of how much God loves you as you've, you have poured it out to others, but you too need to be blessed. Let me know if I can be of any assistance or pray for you. www.kendra.com Goodbye now.